Good morning, friends, and welcome to A Hasty Podcast. You're listening to A Hasty Podcast. I'm your stud muffin, Weston Hasty. I still need to make a list. I need to make a spreadsheet. I'm going to have a spreadsheet, a Google Sheets spreadsheet. I don't know about you guys. Hear me out. I don't use anything like Microsoft related anymore that I can think of. Like, I don't use Google Docs or Google Spreadsheet or why am I saying Google? Microsoft Docs? That Microsoft Do- What the heck is it? Word. <laughs> oh my god. This is how out of touch I am with Microsoft products now. I don't use Microsoft Word. I had to think about it. Microsoft Spreadsheet, whatever it's called. Excel, that's what it's called. It's called Excel. I don't use Microsoft Outlook. I don't use Microsoft PowerPoint presentation, whatever that's called. I don't remember. PowerPoint, maybe? I don't know. I only use Google stuff anymore, you know? I only use uh, Google Docs, Google Sheets. Um... There might be a Google version of PowerPoint presentation. I haven't made a PowerPoint presentation in a very long time. I can't think of the last time I've made a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, I've I've had presentations, but usually I don't. It's not of the PowerPoint variety. It's mostly just uh, like stand in front of somebody and speak about something or have something physical in hand, that kind of situation. But um, why am I talking about this? Oh yeah, spreadsheet. I need to make a Google Sheets sheet of all the different intros I should I should start with so that I can cross them off as I go. That way we will never have any two things be the same. Today I apparently I have decided stud muffin. I couldn't I couldn't think I was looking around my desk. I'm like got to think of an object, got to think of a thing. And for some reason looking around doesn't actually help. I like I don't see the things in front of me. I just make it up in the, at the top of my head anyway it's like i'm looking around in physically but mentally n- nothing's happening in front of my face it's all happening inside my head anyway welcome to a hasty podcast today we're going to be talking about some mobile games um <laughs> specifically two of them that i can think of uh and that's what i'm going to go with mobile gaming maybe maybe as a broader topic is definitely something worth sort of delving into but Suffice it to say that I don't play a ton of mobile games. I have sort of uh, what, what is it called when you can't choose? Like when you're when you're trying to figure out a show to watch on Netflix and you end up just watching like a hundred different trailers for shows and then turn off Netflix and don't watch any of them. What's that called? <laughs> All I can think of is buyer's remorse, and that is not that is not it at all. Choice paralysis, I think. I think choice paralysis is what I'm looking for. I can open up like the Google Play Store. I have an Android device, so for me, it's the Google Play Store. I have no idea what you iPhone users use, <laughs> uh, the App Store, I guess. I, I literally forget the name of that all the time. Um, in my uh, line of work, <laughs> yeah, that's right, line of work, sometimes I do projects on with mobile games for uh, YouTube or making videos for people as a side gig or something. something that I do. Um, and I need to look up links to both the Android version of a game and the iPhone version of a game. And I will 100% forget, like, what the frick is iPhone called? I'll be like, uh, insert game na- name here, uh, iPhone Store? Because <laughs> it's just called the App Store. And for some reason, that is impossible for me to remember. But uh, I use the Google Play Store, and 
I will start perusing games for stuff that I think I'll be interested in. And as I do so, convince myself that whatever I'm looking at sounds like a terrible idea. Maybe it's got a cool theme, but it looks like it's not got a lot of game behind it. Because, you know, you can look through, like, the thumbnails, the little screenshots. You can read the reviews of a game, and you might think, okay, well, this kind of looks cool, but the gameplay looks boring, or it's, like, too multiplayer-focused, where, you know, sharing with friends on Facebook or something stupid, like some... Uh, early 2000s Facebook game or something. Early 2000s? <laughs> Facebook wasn't around in the early 2000s. Uh, was it? I don't know when Facebook was invented, but I don't know. The the late 2000 aughts and the early 2010s type style Facebook game. You know the kind where you get on and you want the, the game wants you to share the game with a thousand different friends or whatever and, and pester them. Like a weird sort of Facebook gaming pyramid scheme it's like those tupperware uh pyramid schemes tupperware or whatever makeup products makeup products probably a good one you've probably seen it on like i don't know what what do the people use now instagram where one person buys makeup from one other person to sell to other people who buys it to sell it to other people who buys it to sell it to other people and eventually you get to a point where there's no profit to be made you know a pyramid scheme so <laughs> so uh, gaming especially on like facebook gaming back in the day this could still be a thing i don't know i don't use facebook anymore but back in the day that was definitely a facebook gaming thing every game on facebook was a pyramid scheme to try to get more people playing the game basically because and, and the reason i say it was a pyramid scheme is because the more you could share it with your friends the more goodies you could get from the game but eventually you get to the point where the people that got shared to last have no one more to share it to. So they're like the bottom rung of the pyramid, right? Anyway, <laughs> sometimes mobile games look like they might have that effect where they want you to share stuff. That a lot less so these days, I think. Mobile gaming used to be quite a wild west of, of just BS, right? Of just complete BS where games were just terrible. Bottom of the barrel, the excuse being that, you know, it's a game on your phone. How complicated could it possibly be? Phones back in the day weren't capable of doing very much. Gameplay had to be pretty simple. And for a game to be profitable, it had to probably be free. Because, come on, when's the last time you paid for a game or an app on your phone? I have. I have definitely done it. Don't get me wrong. I have definitely done it. But I feel like the vast majority of games that are wildly successful on the mobile platform are free because they want to deliver you ads. And if they're delivering you ads, they want more people playing the game, which means they want you to share the game with your friends. Um, that or with the exception of some games that um, are multiplayer focused and uh, rely entirely on you buying premium currency. Something like Looney Tunes World of Mayhem, or that, uh, what's the Mario Kart one called on mobile? I forget what the Mario Kart one's called, but there's a Mario Kart on mobile. <laughs> like, those two games rely on premium currency so that they don't deliver you any ads, which I do find that style of game to be typically of a higher quality than the ad-driven uh, games, only because... These are the type for these games to be the premium currency games. If they're successful and still running, that means they can rely on that 
uh, uh, premium currency monetization to come in so they can deliver a better product. They want you to stay on the platform. They want to deliver you the shiniest good, the shiniest game possible to keep you spending that cash. Whereas a lot of ad-driven games, sometimes they're just kind of flashes in the pan. They're trying to squeeze as many ads per user as possible because they know each user probably isn't going to spend that much time on the game in the long run. Maybe you'll binge a game, like maybe with a clicker game, when the clicker games were really popular. I think the one that I really liked was Eggs, Inc. Although I don't remember if it was ad-driven. It might have been premium currency. I don't remember. Now that I think about it, I might be misremembering that. But uh, something that you know you might spam a lot of time, binge a lot of time on a game for one day, Maybe you'll come back to it another day, but it's not a game that you come back to every day. A lot of ad-driven games will try to pile in on as pretty much as many ads as they can while they know that they're going to have you. So typically, in my experience, the better gaming experience is the premium currency-driven games, although that does come with its own caveats as you get deeper and further into the game where your progression through a game basically gets stifled to try to convince you to spend money on those uh, premium currencies. At the beginning of the game, you unlock stuff like left and right um, so that you kind of have that sense of progression, that desire to keep coming back and advance your gameplay. Uh, that's how they get you hooked, to create a routine and a habit of coming back to this game. And then the further you go into it, the harder it is to make that progression and the more tempted you are to speed along that progression by giving into buying some premium currency. Now, these are all very general um concepts that I think if you've spent any degree of time playing mobile games or at least a variety of mobile games you're probably familiar with I'm not breaking any new ground by explaining this I don't think but what I will say is that my experience is so tarnished if a premium currency is too shoved down my throat or if the ad driven um uh, a policy, I guess is the word I'm looking for. The strategy, the ad strategy is too in my face. It will drive me away from a game like immediately. And I've been burned on games before where uh, there was this one game. It was like a platformer game. I can't remember what it was called, but I remember playing this platformer game. It's a pretty popular one, but I don't remember what it's called. It's been around for a while, but it had ads basically at the start of a level. It had ads throughout a level sometimes one, sometimes more than one, like when you hit certain points in the level, right? And at the end of the level, and then to unlock stuff or earn some extra goodies in the game period, you could uh, voluntarily watch additional ads. And it just seemed like it was ad after ad after ad after ad. I'm like, Jesus, too much. I don't remember the name of that specific platformer, so I can't call it out. But especially a platformer, which... uh, really relies on you playing a lot of the game. It, it's faster paced, it's action platforming, that kind of thing. It's not like it's a slower paced game where you're doing a lot of waiting around anyway. Think about uh, any of those zillion different uh, strategy games where you form 
alliances with other players and you build up your little base and you build up your defenses and and you work together to to attack other other alliances and that kind of thing you probably know the type that i'm talking about those style games where it's like i'm going to build a farm it's going to take me eight minutes to build this farm so i can get more food so that i can build this lumber mill that will take me 12 minutes you know the type that i'm talking about those are a lot slower paced uh, games where ads are probably a little less intrusive to the actual gameplay. Although uh, I, th- I don't know if those games are ad-driven anymore or if they are premium currency. I stay away from those types of games. My game of choice in that style back in the day when I was I was like a teenager would have been Ebony, and that wasn't even on mobile. That was just on the computer. Uh, which was, It was one of those games where I don't even know how I discovered Ebony because their ads are terrible. It couldn't have been their ads, because their ads were always like the, you know, the half-naked fantasy women, like, play Ebony, my sire, play Ebony, my liege. The ad- advertising campaigns were exactly like that, right? So I don't think that lured me in, because even as a teen, I was very aware of, okay, well, this is BS. <laughs> this is 100% not what this game is. Um, but for some reason, maybe I clicked on it to make fun of it or something at one point in time, and I found out that it was a strategy game. I was like, well, screw it. What, what, is, what is this game? I don't understand what is this game. And I played Ebony for a long time, and there are other games in its vein. I'm not going to say Ebony is the first of its kind, but it was the first of its kind that I uh, discovered and played. And I played a lot of that as, as a teen way back in the day, and I've seen many copycats or many variants of the same concept, even on mobile now that I have uh, stumbled upon and looked at before, but that's the type of game I can't get into anymore. It's a bit of an investment. It's a bit of a, again, it it relies on you working with your Alliance teammates uh, pretty regularly and pretty consistently, and for an Alliance to be successful, there has to be a regular stream of communication, and it's a lot of dedication to a game to that I'm not willing to put into games anymore. I'm just, I'm just not. I want to be able to get in and out at my own leisure and at at my own pace. But if you're the type of person that wants to have like the one game you play, then you can probably join up a pretty successful alliance after sinking a couple dozen hours into this game and building up a respectable small sized base and getting a bit of uh, resources under your belt and kind of going from there. You probably know the type of game I'm talking about, maybe, but, uh, I've derailed myself a little bit. We were talking about premium and ad-based currencies. (laughs) We were talking about premium and ad-based currencies. How did I start talking about Ebony? But anyway, there are a lot of those on mobile. And it's hard for me to find a mobile game when I open up the Google Play Store that I'm not immediately skeptical about or immediately cynical about because I've been burned on those style of games where they don't suit my needs or they would if not for the fact that they're uh, monetization strategy is so stifling. I think that's where I was going with all with all of that. Ebony, I think, was a premium currency based style type thing. I think it might have been ad driven because it was a browser game with like ads maybe at the side of the screen. Um, it probably has a mobile version, maybe. Probably worked just fine. I don't actually know, but games like that. I'm almost curious now. That might be an experiment for me to go find out what those games even do now because that's been years ago now. Uh, at this point, the last time I played Ebony I was like a decade ago or something. It's pro- It might still be around. I don't know. I had a pretty decent-sized base back in the day with a pretty decent-sized alliance. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And that and I just walked away from that one day, just 
just walked away and it's it's gone now. I'm sure I failed a couple dozen people that day where I never came back. Like, what happened to Weston? Where'd he go? We were relying on him in this war. And then I just walked away. I'm a traitor. I'm a traitor. Okay. Oh, man. But anyway, I've been playing a little bit of mobile games here lately, and I have two that I would like to talk about. One is like a totally not sponsored kind of advertisement for this one game. It's not an advertisement. It's not a sponsorship, but I have worked with the people that made this game before in my own time on YouTube. So that just disclosure there. And it's a new studio. So there's this studio called Dark Dome. And they make uh, these uh, kind of like darker, mysterious um, uh, point-and-click adventure games. Maybe less than the adventure, but more like point-and-click, almost escape-style games, but point-and-click. If you remember the browser games, the old Flash games uh, from Rusty Lake, I can't remember what the name of the series was, but Rusty Lake, I think, was the name of the studio. If you remember those games then that's kind of the vibe we're getting with Dark Dome. And they're point-and-click games on mobile. And I just played their most recent release, Nowhere House. They have three games released so far. They have Nowhere House, they have The Unwanted Experiment, and they have The Girl in the Window. I recommend any of the three for a point-and-click adventure uh, game. There's three of the games. And the ads aren't too intrusive. Uh, there were more of them in their more recent game with Nowhere House, but again, it is a new studio, and they are experimenting a little bit. And it wasn't too uh, uh, intrusive with the ads. Actually, the vast majority of them were immediate skips. If you wanted to, the ad would pop up. You could immediately skip it. I think there was like one ad that was like, you had to wait five seconds. So as far as ads go, not super intrusive. I've certainly played games with similar amount of ads, but every single time was that mandated you have to wait 30 seconds to get through the ad. And it's like, oh my god, it's so long to watch this ad that I've probably already seen before. <laughs> because, you know, mobile ads are very uh, similar. You'll get them in waves where it's like, I feel like I'm seeing this one ad every day for a week, and then it might change to another ad. If you remember Gardenscapes being in like every ad to every mobile game ever for a hot for a hot month there. Maybe it was just me. <laughs> that was one I remember seeing a lot back in the day. Uh, and by back in the day, I mean, I don't know, months or a year ago or whatever. But Nowhere House is the most recent game that I play. And I recommend it. Again, not sponsored. But I love to see these point-and-click adventure games on mobile. Uh... And I haven't really considered that before. I was talking about like playing platformers or playing that Mario Kart racing or there's some RPGs that I play on the phone. Something that I don't play very much on the phone are point and click stuff, which obviously you don't have a mouse, so there's no pointing and clicking. It's more like looking and tapping. These look and tap games, <laughs> that makes it sound like a, like a Where's Waldo type game. Uh, but... Uh, that is something that I haven't really considered looking into before and seeing what the mobile landscape for that style of game looks like. I could definitely see those games being terrible on mobile because, again, I'm kind of cynical when it comes to the quality of mobile games. I could definitely see point-and-click games being terrible on mobile if they're ad-riddled or just in general, like, one of two things, either too easy 
but riddled with ads or way too obtuse to like even be coherent. <laughs> I don't know. I could definitely see it being done wrong and I would love to explore more point and click style games on mobile. So I, I would like to reach out too. If you're someone who plays mobile games, one, what kind of mobile games do you play? Because I'm curious just in general. But also, two, have you ever played any point-and-click stuff on phone? It's already a sort of dying genre, uh, period. Point-and-click stuff isn't super successful just in gaming in general, like it used to be back when people talk about the old LucasArts stuff or the Sierra stuff back in the, uh, what, like the late 90s or whatever. Point-and-click is just not nearly as prevalent as it used to be, and I've never really considered considered branching out and exploring my options on mobile. I've never done that, so I'd be very curious to see if you guys have any recommendations. I really like the Nowhere House one. It's the story about um, this uh, house <laughs> that a witch lived in, and the townspeople discovered there was a witch living there, and they like burned her at the stake, and she cast a hex on the house, basically. That's, that's the idea, and you play in present time, times as this uh, girl named Audria, you go into the house with two of your friends just because, just to see what, what's up with this house, this mysterious cursed house that you've heard about in like local legends of your town. You go in and you start looking around and there's some weird stuff in the house and you turn around like, oh wow, this place is creepy, we should head out of here and your friends are gone and you're stuck in this house, you try to go out the front door and you're trapped. There's these large like vines blocking your exit and your friends are gone is the idea, and you have to solve puzzles and travel through dimensions. Don't worry, it's not super complicated, but travel through dimensions to uh, escape this house and unravel some of the mystery and some of the secrets behind the story of the house and this witch. They never divulge too much information, so as to be, like, boring or anything like that. It still keeps the mystery quite high. In fact, when I played through it, I didn't really even realize that I was uncovering a mystery. <laughs> like, I knew I was trying to escape, but I, I didn't even realize that there was a mystery to really be had until I was uh, halfway through it, and I was realizing, oh, these different characters that are coming up are supposed to be revealing stuff to me. Oh, I've been so fixated on just, I gotta get out of here that I haven't been trying to pay attention to the story. But the story isn't very overt anyway, so it, it works. And then at the very end, uh, you can not escape the house, or you can escape the house, and there is a secret ending as well. So you have three endings to this point-and-click adventure thing, uh, one that is a failure to leave, and one that is a success, and then the secret one. And I will leave that up to you guys to discover for yourselves. I recommend it. I like the game. And again, I'm just kind of supporting the studio they're new and i've worked with them before on youtube i know some of the people behind the studio so a little bit of a disclosure there the other game that i've been playing a little bit of not nearly as much of as i would like it's been a little bit i took a little bit of a break from it because i don't play a ton of mobile games but it's this silly little game that i don't know why i have this thing about food in video games it's this game called bistro heroes and I don't know what its native language is in, if it's originally Japanese, because it's got kind of that, that sort of anime vibe to it, because I know the English is a little off. Broken doesn't feel right. It's not broken English, so you're not going to be reading it and have no idea what's going on. It's more like the delivery is just a little off. Like maybe the, maybe the native language wasn't quite English. Um, you, you would know what I mean if you read it, where... 
just the way the different characters emote themselves, you're like, I don't know if I'm getting the vibe right from these characters. But there is dialogue because it's an RPG, but it's also like a cooking tycoon i don't know what to, it's mm, you basically stumble upon you play originally as two characters you unlock a number of these different i, I don't know if it's all women it's kind of like one of those uh female anime gacha collector games kind of but you uh play you start as these two knights Right, and they're on a quest to, I guess, return back to their kingdom after doing some mysterious quest. You're not really sure of the details at the very beginning. Something to do with uh, the disruption of the flow of mana in the land. Something like that. I'm a little unclear about the uh, total story. You kind of unravel it as you go, so I don't think I'm far enough along to have all the details right. But basically, there is this disruption in the mana flow in the in the country or whatever, in the kingdom. And these beasts are starting to ravage the lands. These wild animals are going crazy, and uh, things are disrupted. Ca- peaceful caves are now riddled with monsters and, and, and that kind of thing. But that all sounds great. It's an RPG-style thing, but you open by stumbling upon this roadside vendor, this roadside sort of food stall, right, with the single mute chef. And as uh, your two characters, the two knights, they're starving, right? After this long journey they've been on, they're, like, ready to pass out on the road, like, oh, we're exhausted and we're hungry and this, this, this is it. This is it, boys. It's all over. And they come across this roadside stall just in time, and, and the chef cooks them up some food, and they eat it up, and they're rejuvenated and filled with determination to continue their journey, basically. But uh, you make the decision that there's still work to be done in the local area, so you kind of make this roadside stall your base of operations as you go back out into this, like, close nearby forest, this cave, exploring the area and kind of unlocking story elements that way. And it it becomes this uh, base builder around your uh, stall. I shouldn't call it a base builder because I don't think anything attacks your base, but you do like unlock, you can unlock new stalls, you can unlock some scenery, you can unlock some new stuff. And it all has an effect on your um, like party stats. So if you build up this stall in the little area around it, you can unlock additional attack, strength, or health bonuses, and that kind of thing to your party. So it's kind of like this weird food tycoon where you do unlock new recipes for food that you can uh, uh, sell at the stall, and you can you you have to actually cook and buy get or acquire you don't really buy the ingredients acquire the ingredients from the surrounding area to cook all of this food and you have so much of the food and you sell it over time as people walk by the road to buy this food and you use that money to buy new goods and stuff to help your party so it's kind of like this weird cooking food tycoon type thing but super 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 basic because the other part of the game is this rpg element of you going to these different instances of this sort of 2D combat with your uh, party of between two and four characters fighting these different monsters. And when you go into combat, it's not turn-based. It's completely uh, uh, real-time. And you have these different 
attacks you can do. Everyone has their own passive attack that they'll just do to whatever creatures nearby them, or you can target a specific creature for everyone to attack. And then you also have actions based on who's in your party that you can do. If you have an archer, you might have some special bow attack where you can like fire arrows into the air and they come down in an area of effect sort of style. Or if you've got some sort of shield knight that can uh, charge forward and stab an enemy, that kind of thing. You have these different uh, actions you can choose to do as well. As well as some defensive maneuvers, like casting a shield on everybody When if you know a bigger enemy is about to do a bigger attack on the whole party so that you can mitigate a large degree of the damage and survive a fight. And each instance can have like multiple waves, like between three and five waves. And there's even boss fights. I've done one boss fight so far. At the docks, we fought some sort of sea monster. It's this game that I'm really enjoying, although I haven't played a lot of it, almost strictly on the idea that I like the little RPG combat. I think it's basic. I think it's fine. It works fun enough, but I'm also like invested in this stupid uh, 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 food stall because I'm obsessed with anything that involves with involves cooking in video games. I love looking at food in video games. This is something that I don't talk about a lot with my friends or anything like that, but I am obsessed with food and video games. And God dang it, when you unlock a new menu item, there's this just anime-style picture of what the food looks like, and every time I unlock a new recipe, I'm like, oh, mm, my God, I want that. I want that in real life right now in my face. And uh, I don't know. I've just been enjoying this Bistro Heroes game, and luckily, I don't think it... I'm trying to remember now. It, I don't think I've ever had a single ad on it. It does have a premium currency you can spend money on. I've not felt the need to do that, uh, which I pretty much almost never do. But I haven't felt the need to do that myself as of yet. I think they have some bonus content or some late game stuff that I think I've seen in the store. I haven't looked at the late game stuff very much because I don't. I'm not at that level. But I think they have some late game bonus stuff that you can spend some real life money on if you would like. And I'm not close to that yet. I'm still like on stage I think I just unlocked stage four maybe I don't remember now uh yeah that sounds about right I think I just unlocked stage four because I just unlocked I just met a new another new character I think she's the fourth character that I, no she's the fifth character I've met because you start with two right so yeah I'm on stage four now I had to think about it I had to think about it so I've met a total of five characters not including the chef the chef is kind of like her own character but she doesn't actually come to fights with you but uh that's Bistro Heroes. I'll leave links to both of those games that I've mentioned in the description to this podcast, wherever you're listening to this, so that if you would like to try them, you can play them yourselves. I'll try to have the links to both the... Uh, well, actually, Nowhere House is only on Android. It doesn't have iOS. So if you're on iOS, you're out of luck on that one. I apologize. But I'll leave uh, both the Android and iOS for Bistro Heroes as well. If you'd like to try them out yourself, again, this isn't sponsored, or I'm not paid to say any of that so it's not like i'm getting any kind of kickback on it but i wanted to talk about mobile games a little bit monetization what kind of games i'm into i'm very curious to hear what you guys are into when it comes to mobile games do you play a lot of mobile games do you just play one or two and you come back to them pretty regularly uh let me know what your thoughts are uh, in regards to anything that we talked about on the podcast here today on twitter preferably hit me up at weston hasty that's my twitter you can find it uh by I think I have it listed on my website. You can go to my website, westonhasty.com. If you would like to listen to this podcast on other platforms, I have links to those on my Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash hasty podcast. 
And I think that's all my stuff. I'm quite out of time for this morning's podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm out of here. Go wash your hands. Bye.